this episode of What's Up with Ward, we speak with a woman who not only is a survivor, but someone who is now happily winning at life. She has been in two toxic relationships and escaped with her two kids and her life. Myra has advice for women in abusive relationships and hope for all. Listen in as this woman shares her story on What's Up with Ward. Listening to another episode of What's Up Award. My name is Wardy Ward, and the man with the plan sitting next to me on my immediate right is none other than Trey himself. What's good, Trey? What's going on, Wardy Ward? Just another dope show about to drop. Yes, for, those sir. In, for those in the audience, uh, this is your first time or return listeners like Anthony Williams. Salute. Salute. We're a positive podcast that discusses love, life, community, and relationships from a logical perspective. With that being said, our guest today is the undisputed and world-renowned Miss Myra. Welcome to the show, Myra. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, definitely our pleasure. Our pleasure. So um, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and what your passion is, and then we just jump right into this show. Of course. So my name is Myra. Uh, I currently live in Tennessee. I've been living here for the past 13 years. Um, I am Latina. I was born in Mexico and moved around (laughs) a lot. Um, Some of my passions are definitely community, uh, serving the public. Uh, I do a lot of administrative work for a nonprofit at the moment. And I've had the uh, privilege of serving the the public for about 17 years now. I really love people. Uh, I genuinely love people, um, and that is why I continue to work with them. Wonderful. Wardy, Wardy, can we put pause for a second? I I personally know that you do not like people, so (laughs) I don't know how this is going to work out. I'm evolving. I'm evolving. So. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to do better. So okay, be good all right. Me. I'm just saying. You know what we talked about last time, right? So Myra, uh, with that being said, you said you uh, lived in Cali- California too. That's correct. Yeah, uh, I lived there from the age of eight until I turned uh, fifteen. What uh, What part were you in? I was. Uh, I guess it's Southern California. Uh, we moved around a lot. We started in Fontana. We lived in LA. We lived in Ontario, Upland, San Bernardino. We lived there uh, about three years, I think. Wow. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. Cost of living is high out there, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we moved. Well, my mother decided to bring us to uh, the east- eastern part of the United States, which is Georgia. Mm, man, <laughs> you got, man, you got around, boy. <laughs> okay, well. All right, all right. Uh, so from now from Georgia up to Tennessee, okay, we got to hit pause again now. Tennessee, now, mm-hmm. are, you, are, are you a Tennessee Titan fan? Do you follow football at all? Because I'll tell you right now where this conversation is going to go. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. No, unfortunately, I'm not a sports fan. I can watch mm. it, but I've never okay. been a, a sports fan. Okay. Oh, well, 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 welcome to the Pittsburgh Steeler family. We'll gladly take wow. you by, by de facto. Okay. Wow. Here we, go. <laughs> we, can, we can live with that. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, get into what, uh, what your uh, main thing is. I know that you're, you talked uh, a lot about relationships and um i, I do mm-hmm. want to come back to some of the jobs you had but, but i want mm-hmm. to jump into this uh toxic relationships you you seem to have a lot of knowledge on that is that based off your past experiences or is just research you've done or what do you know about toxic relationships well it's a little bit of both uh but mostly my personal experiences with them uh i had uh two uh relationships that were very toxic Ooh. uh very negative uh environments Mm. And I was able to uh, learn from them, but it, it took a lot of um, a lot of working on myself and a lot of support from my family. Okay, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of negativity when it came to relationships. So, was somebody in your family in a toxic relationship, and that kind of 
Uh, no. Kind of follow no. their footsteps? Okay. Okay. So, uh, I uh, basically grew up in, in a slightly traditional setting. Uh, being Mexican comes with a lot of traditions and customs, just like any other countries, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. come to this country you got to adapt but there are some things that remain for example the roles of the of the man and the woman and and what they expect from you growing up and then becoming a wife a mother and so all of those things um, remained with me mm -hmm. and i was hoping to form i guess the ideal family with mm -hmm. my other and this was during my first marriage so mm -hmm. the time that I uh, was growing up I uh, made a commitment with myself that um, and I did this on my own I, I told myself I wasn't going to date anyone until I was going to date the man that I would marry wow. mm -hmm. okay. and I did very early on I believe that I was about 12 or 13 when I decided that And it was, it was uh, that. Not really sure why. Um, so I, uh, <laughs> I, I went through middle school and high school. I, I did notice the boys and they were getting handsome and all of that. But in the back of my mind, I knew that I had made a commitment with myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was able to, um, and not engage with anyone of the opposite sex. During the time that I was growing up. Um, All through high school, you never dated? No. Wow. No. It must have been a lot of ugly dudes at the school. Must have been. <laughs> well, you know, Callie and, and Georgia, boy, they they, they look kind of different. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I, I mean, the boys were handsome and I recognize that. But I guess it was my, my commitment was uh, stronger than that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, um, although I am very friendly, um, I always welcome friendships, but I had very, very strict boundaries when it came to dating. Mm -hmm. So, uh huh. Go ahead. I'm just curious since you waited for marriage and mm -hmm. you still got in a toxic relationship, how did you get into Was the guy you chose? Was he, were you kind of attracted to a bad boy, so to say? <laughs> like like the motorcycle dude I don't know what was the bag I don't know no no honestly no it, it wasn't about that I think what impacted my selection uh, of that man was the fact that I wanted the best for me but I didn't know what was the best for me mm. and and I I want to admit that because growing up I didn't grow up around my father and I did have an older brother but he wasn't around Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have a clear idea of the role of a man in a relationship. I grew mm -hmm. up with a single mother and a lot of sisters and the boys were younger. So the, the girls had to take care of the boys. So I grew up in a, in a very nurturing situation and, and caring for and, and mm -hmm. uh, seeing my mother care, care for us. So adding, It's just that uh, idea or that figure of, of the male role in the house. So that impacted mm. my selection. I believe that. So you said there were traditional roles in your culture. What is the typical right. expectation of, of a woman in that in your culture? Well, our culture, it's believed that well, um, you're going to learn how to clean, take take care of are expected I just and can you hear me yes I can hear you now go ahead sorry. okay I am so sorry it went out for some reason um okay yeah. so yeah so that's the expectation uh just having a large family and um, staying committed to uh, your husband, your, sp your spouse, your husband, your wife, um, just staying there. Uh, and it's definitely believed that families stay together. They work together. 
and that's great. But sometimes uh, when your uh, family has so much pressure on you, you are expected to stay, even though there are toxic situations going on. You, mm-hmm. as a woman, you're still expected to stay there no matter what, mm. because you have to be supportive of, of your husband. Now, I got to ask a quick question. So is that the mm-hmm. same expectation of the man to stay there no matter what? Because that's a very interesting uh, you know, set of circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So I, I believe that there is an expectation of, of the male part to stay there. But mm-hmm. I also believe that in my culture, there's a lot of what we call uh, machismo, which means like the male has a little bit more power over the woman. The, the men have more power over women and and whatever they do is acceptable sometimes you know because they are like the stronghold of the family and so without him the family can't function and so sometimes um they are allowed of doing certain things and and it's not seen as bad as when the woman does it if the worlds were reversed it'd be a totally different story Mm. (laughs) yeah okay okay um okay so how old were you when you got married the first time yeah so i started dating when i was 21 um i fell in love with a young man that was my age 21 and i felt like this is gonna be perfect because i like him so much he likes me both mexican and that was my belief right of the ideal setting Uh, Mm -hmm. We have a lot in common. We won't have any issues with anything because we come from the same cultural background. Mm -hmm. And so I started creating a fairy tale in my head that everything was going to be perfect. And I also had in mind that I was going to be with this man forever, no matter what. At 21, huh? (laughs) Yes. Mm. Mm. Wow. Looking back now. (laughs) Now Well, now that you're 22, how do you feel? (laughs) Yeah. So when did did the wheels start to fall off and it became toxic? Because he said he painted a beautiful picture where you fell in love. He checked all the boxes. So what went Mm -hmm. wrong? Was it you or was it him? Well, I believe that we both made mistakes, but that for that for me to recognize that it took a little bit of time because mm-hmm. in the beginning I I overlooked a lot of things. A lot of people uh, do those that. things that a lot of people say, oh, the red flags, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I believe that when you're in love with someone, you tend to ignore some things and overlook some things in hopes that the the person either grows or that things get better or that you're able to work on those things together. So I uh, realized later on that I had seen a lot of his potential and I felt really strong about that. And I wanted to be there for him. I wanted to be that woman that would help him grow. But Mm -hmm. later on, I realized that that's not possible. When someone um, is immature, um, it, it not only does it take other people to help them, but they got to want that themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened uh, in that relationship. But uh, a lot a lot went on, of course, that made it a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of problems. And I think some of those problems were from his past as well, his upbringing and his life experiences. And one of the things that I recognize that I did wrong is um, not allowing him to be his complete self before we got married. Hmm. How so? Well, I would always talk about what I wanted. Oh, I want this. Mm -hmm. I want that. And I wish I could have this. And and the man of my dreams looks like this. And so I was feeding him what he needed to do in order to get me. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. exactly what he and did. So he was was he do you find that he was actually trying to make some some minor changes to to accommodate you no know, the dream or yes. what you were looking for? Okay. okay. Oh, definitely because one one of the things that I told him was I don't want a man that um 
that is an alcoholic or drinks too much or thinks that drinking every day is appropriate. Like I was telling him how important that was for me. And he came from an environment where alcohol was present almost every day and mm-hmm. he was used to drinking every day. And so I remember one day he said to me, well, I used to drink, but I decided not to drink anymore. <laughs> And of course, you know, he's also 21, so he was young. And I was like, are you sure that you can keep this under control since you used to drink and now and now you don't? Are you sure this won't be a problem in our relationship? And he promised me, no, this should not be a problem because I'm not mm. drinking anymore. So you mm. see, I kind of uh-huh. gave him the information. He used yeah. it he and he was like, fed him what is... he needed to hear. And he used yes. it to the extent that you wanted to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, I call call that mirroring. That's interesting. Let me ask. Let me ask you this, Myra. What what did what did uh, he want from the relationship going in? What was his his wants? Well, he he wanted he wanted a wife. Uh, I know he wanted that, Uh, and he wanted to have children. So when I um, talked about children and family with him. Actually, at that point in my life, I didn't want to have any children at all. And I told him that I don't want to have a family. I don't see myself being a mother because I have seen the struggles of my own mother. And so I don't want to have children. And he said that was okay, that he respected that. Wow. Mm. Was, and but, was he being honest with that? Or because I know your no. culture says, okay. Yeah, right. that's kind of what about that. He wasn't. So he knew that once we got married, he would convince me of having children. Okay. Oh, Sounds yes. like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. that idea of the relationships comes a little bit of false advertising mm-hmm. that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Sounds okay. like ro- role reversal, too. A lot of mm-hmm. times women will do that. Like, oh, it's cool. I don't want kids either. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. that changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so when I'm thinking of toxic, I guess, was there any violence involved in, in that first relationship? Yes, there was. Yeah. Okay. On All on right. both parts. Honestly, just being honest, uh, at the beginning, um, we had so many and one of them was the alcohol, the alcohol consumption. That became a problem immediately. Was it like beer or something <laughs> or something hard? hard it, it was anything that he could get his hands on. Oh, wow. mm. He had a problem problem. Yeah, he had, like a, a, yeah, he had a severe problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like a, a real problem with alcohol. How and did I had, how, did, how did he hide that from you? Um, he didn't hide it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That was the, that was the whole part of the, of the, uh, the problem because he felt like, okay, now this is my house now and uh, the beer is going to stay here. The alcohol is going to stay here. And so we had issues because I would try to talk to him first and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he would become frustrated. And of course, um, over drinking caused him to become violent. Oh, he's a violent mm-hmm. drinker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said, you okay. said y'all both was, was aggressive. So you, you would fight him too? So I wasn't initially aggressive. Uh, I'm not an aggressive person. I don't have an aggressive personality, but I have a limit. And so. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, and I decided to return the favor. So that's when <laughs> oh, I became frustrated. <laughs> So you started taking kickboxing classes yeah. and, and watching Bruce Lee movies. Like, I'm going to get him on Saturday. I'm gonna be ready. Uh, no, I didn't need that. Start studying uh, submission holds and everything. Right, yeah. I'm going to teach him. Uh, him. I wish uh, so. I did. I would have handled that situation better. But... Well, well tell it, me, it, what, what happens after a, a, an abusive altercation or interaction? How do you guys... Uh, bounce back from that after you after the fight y'all like all right cool let's sit down and watch jerry springer i mean what, what do you do after that i mean That's, i mean mm. <laughs> um it definitely breaks the 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 line of trust um mm-hmm. and it ruins a relationship it's yeah. kind of i can i can illustrate it with like a nice uh piece of or an item of clothing once you rip a, a like a section of it and it's there uh, it's very easy to continue ripping it apart because there was already that tear. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and so once you ruin that line of trust in each other and there's no peace at home, uh, it's very hard to normality or, or so very right. hard to mm-hmm. come back to, to the, mm-hmm. the, I guess what you had at the beginning. Yeah. Well, even after that situation is, dare I say, mended to an extent, the marks are still there. You know, you can tell where mm-hmm. the rip was. And uh, you are so right. And I can only imagine, you know, you're you, you, you doing what you can to take care of your own. And, and you, wow, I, I, I'm kind of lost for words on that part. Ward, I'll let you go mm-hmm. ahead and go from there, sir. Yeah, it, it reminds me of a, I never saw the whole uh, Lion King movie, but there was a clip that I saw where uh, I think the monkey hit the lion and he said, get over it, man. I hit you. He said, yeah, but it still hurts. And you, mm-hmm. you learn from yeah, it, you move on. It kind of reminds me of that. the past can hurt, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah it's still because it's yeah. that pain yeah. is still there. And and one yeah. of the things in a toxic relationship, besides you got lack of trust, hostile communication, controlling behaviors, frequent lying, all taking no give, and you start to feel drained from all that. So, mm-hmm. what what was the straw that broke the camel's back that made you say, you know what, I'm out? Did you guys have kids at that time, or? Yes, yeah, so leaving? so basically, we were trying to work on our issues, and um, he was pressuring me to have a child, and I didn't want to, but I felt like maybe having a, a child would bring some sort of happiness into our home. That's what you thought. That's what I thought. Are you That's still twenty one or twenty two at this time? Mm, I was like. 22 well we got married at 22 i was 23 okay okay Uh uh-huh and so we began working on having a family um and he was trying to work through his uh problems there was a lot going on he was still trying to figure out uh does he want to stay single or be married (laughs) that was something Mm. i couldn't believe (laughs) as y'all trying to work on a family he and he wanted yeah. kids, but he tried to decide yeah. he can stay want, Yes, exactly. Mm. He was a mess, basically. So you but look past that still? I did, because I was actually in love with this man. I was hmm. in love with him. That That's the only thing that kept me there for four and a half years. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Did, when, so... I guess I'm still trying to get that point when you know you wanted to leave. Because I know a lot of couples mm-hmm. will stay together at least seven years before they're like, mm-hmm. ah. But they know in year three they was out, but they stayed around. Did you like go to your mother or somebody and say, hey, I know we normally don't do this, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this thing? Or, <laughs> or, or did he leave? Uh, the relationship was so toxic. He would leave sometimes. He would stay away three months and come back. What? Three mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was going to take three days. Yeah, but no. three months. That's yes. like uh, changing locks and uh, changing the dress. You know, three but, but you got you got to remember that I am part of of it, like a slightly traditional culture where mm-hmm. you know the woman does not move on unless it's completely over. The woman mm. does not uh, attempt anything unless there's nothing left to be repaired. Well, okay. Okay, this I gotta know. So, how does one come back after three months? It's like, okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. That was a long line. At, at <laughs> exactly. Walmart. Yeah. What, what, exactly. What? So that's that's one way saying you're sorry and that you will uh, change and crying and asking for begging for forgiveness and you know I, I was so willing to try because remember in my head I have that idea of the ideal family. The husband, the wife, and the, you know, uh, I, at this point, I knew that, that we, we needed a family. That's what I thought in my head, right? We need mm. to have that family structure so that we can uh, repair our relationship or our mm. bond. Mm-hmm. And so we had um, our son and with our son came other challenges like him being a father, uh, uh, myself being a, a good mother and just trying to keep the peace because now we had a baby mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but um he continued uh, living reckless and uh, a lot of those things were done like away from the home i didn't necessarily see all the things that he was doing but 
this is this probably will sound shocking to you guys but we had good communication even though even though we had like a toxic environment he was reckless and everything i always tried to make sure that i knew what was going on and ask questions and keep keep it peaceful you know okay. keep an open okay. mind everything i was trying quick question so even during that three month break hiatus mm -hmm. were you mm -hmm. reaching out mm -hmm. to him was he yes. reaching out to you was there regular yes. communication okay mm -hmm. no yes. no better question what was he at for three months <laughs> uh, he, he used to uh he used to rent hotels and stay there i That's knew expensive. where he was mm -hmm. yeah i knew where he was i just i wouldn't go looking for him Uh, I would allow him that time because I was thinking, okay, maybe he needs time away. Maybe he needs to, uh, uh, I don't know, figure out some things in his life. And I wanted him to do that. Um, that's why I was always trying. I was always willing to work on things. Mm. But, mm -hmm. but uh, later on, um, infidelity came into our mm. lives. Didn't see and, that one coming. Uh, yeah, and so after that, it was it was clear to me that okay. there was no point in trying. Yeah, well, you're definitely a good he, woman. Yeah, you, the, you definitely. I'm, I'm in shock. Uh, wow. Look, let me just go. So mm -hmm. he he admitted that he cheated. Yes. Oh, yes. so he wanted to leave then if he had just came out and straight no. admitted. No, he, he didn't want to leave. Uh what happened was um I had I had I had always put everything out on the table for him. Always very clear. I'm a very direct individual, very mm -hmm. upfront, and I like clear communication. And so at the beginning, I told him something. And he was a very good listener, by the way, because he would listen to Mm -hmm. except when he wanted to do things his own way uh, mm. but I told him from the beginning um, if you ever, ever cheat on me I would rather than find out from other people and you if you ever feel like somebody else yes no okay. yeah I would rather have him sit down with me and tell me what happened and I promised him that I would not uh, behave crazy or aggressive or anything i've never um, heard of that working out right <laughs> what? okay take me off the edge of my seat yeah because i'm sitting here <laughs> looking for it i'm sitting like i don't know about that one okay. so, maintaining so composure while someone's been unfaithful and you want to hear it first and, yeah and, and 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 still keeping it in check hats off to you right hats off you, to you my, my actually like, you know what okay, i did you miss her <laughs> no, Correct. not like that. But uh, I, I was a, I was able to, I was able to maintain the peace, even until though you heard the whole we story. Alone. No, no, okay. I was All able right. to sit down with him, talk about it, and I've always been a solutions type of person. So I would always say, okay, that happened. So what are you going to do? What, what, what are you going to do moving forward? Um, is this the person you want to be with? Do you want to leave? Well, like I would always present all these things to him. Uh, because I didn't want him to think that, you know, I I wasn't that supportive woman anymore, you know, mm -hmm. um, even though he was a mess, I wanted to let him know, like, okay, I, I don't like what you're doing, but I'm still your wife. So, you know, uh, I, I still got to be here for you, no matter what, because I had vowed that to him, right? And so I was, I was still living. I feel like I was living in that fairy tale, thinking that he's gonna join me one day. But you know, his life was so reckless. Um, so after the infidelity, yes, we did have some more <laughs> aggressive behavior, I, and I know that was towards mm -hmm. each other. And it, like, it had to end. I realized, okay, do I want to be in this toxic environment, or do I want a better life for me and my children without mm -hmm. him? Was that one kid in then or two? So I ended up having two kids. Um, I always told myself, like, throughout my life, I, I used to talk to myself too much, I think. I used to tell myself, I'm only having two kids because even though the, the, the traditional setting is five, six children or whatever, like, I didn't want to be part of that. I wanted to have one or two kids, and that was it for me. 
So, so I told myself, if I'm having one, I'm going to have two because I don't want to have a child that grows up by himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could see that. So, are you currently co-parenting, or are, are you? What what's that situation like? Yeah, so we divorced uh, about ten years ago, and we have been getting along. It hasn't been easy, but um, he still has a reckless life, unfortunately. Um, and we are able to co-parent as long as we are respectful to each other and not communicate on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. If he would change, would you work it out with him? No, 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 because when I decided, uh, that it was time for me to remove myself from his life, um, because of the infidelity, mm-hmm. um, I, I knew in my heart that I would never go back to him or or living life with him or sharing the same space with him mm-hmm. so which of the three do you th- which of the three you think is hardest do you think it's being in the toxic relationship being the single parent or co-parenting with him in that in this type of modified setting which is the toughest you think i think the toughest for me was um removing myself from okay. from that situation Mm-hmm. And and uh, adapting to being alone with my children, um, like I guess, getting back to that stability, mm-hmm. that has been the hardest. Um, but now, um, co-parenting has not been that difficult, even though there's challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that difficult, but it's also because I knew what I was doing before removing myself from there. I thought about, okay, what are some of the things that I'm going to have to do in order to be successful at being a single parent? Like, I knew that I couldn't be in that environment no more. So I started preparing myself mentally for mm-hmm. being a single mom. Now, do you, you probably did that long before you actually left the relationship, didn't you? You, you were planning while mm-hmm. you were in it more than like Yes, that. yes, but it wasn't long. It was probably just a few months um, where, but remember, I'm a solutions person, so I I move really quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Let what me... would you tell yourself? You know, what would you tell your your 12 year old self when you're setting up your goals? What would you tell your 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 12 year old self now, based off what you know now and the fairy tale, the reality? I hope you still have dreams, you know, <laughs> with, with relationships. <laughs> uh, but what would you tell yourself now? I was thinking the same thing. I would tell myself, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what, yes, you can do it and you're going to be successful. Because at that time, I didn't know about life, but I mm-hmm. knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I always got, not always get what I want. I'm saying I always got what I wanted, which was the things that I thought about, like uh, the commitments I made to myself. I did it. And mm-hmm. the person that I wanted in my life, even though he wasn't the right selection, that I think about it like now, like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, he was reckless. But that's who I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I got who I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so it just it didn't work out because, you know, we're all imperfect. We make right. mistakes right. and all mm-hmm. of that. Through that through but, that. Yeah. but that's who I wanted. Mm-hmm. So so I did get what I wanted. It's just that this is not a perfect world. So do you still believe in love? <laughs> After I everything do. that's happened? Okay. Yes, but that's I good. Do. That's good. <laughs> well, that that let me let me segue that into another uh question then. So after that relationship ended, you got into mm-hmm. another toxic relationship after that one? Yes, unfortunately. And this How- one was even worse than the first oh, one. Oh my god. So mm-hmm. what's the time frame from you being cause you from moving mm-hmm. on to the next one? And did you marry the other guy? Yes, I did. So um, I was alone for two years and I was at a point where I was so motivated to be better and I was on my way to being better. I was working out. I was eating healthy, a stability that I wanted. Uh, My children were happy. We were doing things. And then I thought, okay, I'm ready. But I wasn't. I just, uh, I became a little bit impatient with myself Mm. and I was so, I was so eager to be wanted 
because in the relationship I was before, I felt unwanted. And so I was, I was wanting someone that wanted me. And that's exactly what I focused on. I didn't focus on the full scope of, of a relationship where, you know, a man, um, has to, um, has to do certain things to, um, how can I say it? Not to convince a woman, but you gotta do certain things to, to make, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. For mm-hmm. her to accept him, right? Okay. So I focus so much on the part of he has to want me. Okay. I focused on that too much. When you said he wanted you, are you mean like sexually mm-hmm. or just? No, no, no. Just wanted me as a okay. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have that from my previous relationship. And so, so the other guy wanted you. He wanted you to be in his life. Is did the, he have the, kids yeah. or anything? Yes, he did. But the, the other person, the, the other guy. He was very persistent. Mm. And so... Um, like he... stalker persistent or like persistent <laughs> persistent? You know what? Okay, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll hey, get into that. I see you out working early today, girl. Hey, just jumping out the bushes crazy-like or yeah. like, oh, brought me flowers or jumping out the bushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were definitely some signs, some red flags, like huge uh, flashing red flags. And... I decided that, you know, I was going to focus on how much he wanted me. And that so was mean, my you, biggest you, mistake. You challenged him or you tested him out a little bit here? Or? Mm, I would say that I did not because I was so yes, focused yes. on on being <laughs> wanted. <laughs> you know, no, you know did what, she just kind of glossed right over that. You know, said, come on, Myra, come on with yeah, it yeah. now. Well, no, no, because did, did you yeah, they say what they say the same the sin from the father or the past relationship did he have to pay for what the last guy did Cause no because you, you oh so mm-hmm. you 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 gave him a clean slate mm-hmm. How, yes. okay so what, what what wrong with this one was was it you in this relationship being kind of damaged from the last one or was this guy um no no i i, I never thought of myself as damaged from from a past relationship but okay. experienced oh i like that mm-hmm. so with this relationship where i failed was to give it time mm. uh recognize the signs or the red flags that people call um and also i focused too much on being wanted uh that i i was asking for someone to want me instead of me accepting myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so that's where i made the mistake with that one um so i ended up uh, meeting someone um from nigeria and i'm not saying that all nigerian men are the same but this particular culture has their own uh, things just like mine and so yeah and so this wow. particular person uh not because he's nigerian i'm I'm only saying i met him and he's nigerian i'm not mm-hmm. saying all these things because he's nigerian i don't want to make it about a culture or a nationality this ethnicity. is all about the individual this right, is about right. him yes whatever right. you went from east to west on this one this, <laughs> that's was right he, was he clinging was he clinging uh, so I'd rather explain everything that happened in, <laughs> in my experience. In the context, yeah. yeah. Give me a second, man. Hold okay. <laughs> when you said Nigerian, I, I just, I got some friends and I know. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, what are you saying? You have friends that are Nigerian? Some of my yeah. best friends are Nigerian. <laughs> what are you trying to wait, say, man? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't want to interrupt the story. Go okay. Ahead. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. I'm, I don't want to do a Kanye. I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I think that every culture has uh, their beauty and I embraced diversity and I embraced his culture. I think the culture was great, but uh, when it came to our relationship, it, it wasn't great at all. Um, and I, and I found that out uh, as soon as like five months of being married. Mm-hmm. So I made a complete move from Tennessee to North Carolina um, to be with this individual, I left my family here, which my family loved me so much and they still do. They're so supportive. And they told me, 
don't go stay here and ask him to move here and i was like you know what i need a fresh start and i was focusing so much on the positive things and so much on the potential again Mm -hmm. such a great relationship we could do so many great things this individual was very smart and very outgoing he he spoke up with confidence and all these good things he had good qualities i can't say he was bad all around he had a lot of things that attracted me to him and he was living life and i admired that that he mm -hmm. didn't care about what other people would say he was just living his life Mm. But, but I came to realize that this person was overly confident and this person behaved in a way where he, where he, he felt like he didn't need anyone. So later oh. on that became, that became me. I was his wife, but he felt like he didn't need me. He wow. still continued mm -hmm. to live life. And so there was a lot of things there and there was also some, uh, aggression like it, there was a lot of control it was excessive control um it just he became like he was a narcissist he had narcissist uh tendencies yes he did and he also had some mental illness um unfortunately yeah. i didn't find that out i felt like i didn't ask the right questions but it, uh, some questions i did ask and and he lied and oh. so so i um I didn't feel guilty about choosing him or him choosing me or whatever. I felt more guilty about, or, or the, the only regret that I have about that relationship um, was not just the fact that I ended up with a, a very um, negative uh, person and very controlling. Uh, it was the fact that I dragged my children into it. Oh, mm. yeah. My, my children were little and they were severely affected by, by that. How long did you guys date before you got married? So we dated like nine months. Okay. So that's, that why I, that's why I was saying I didn't give it enough time. Okay. Well, that's not bad, but I guess you probably, <clears throat> looking back, <clears throat> what, did, mm -hmm. what do you think that you learned from these two relationships? Were there any things in common? Was there anything no, I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go into the second relationship comparing anyone. I don't mm -hmm. do that. Um, so I didn't go in it to um, see the differences between them or one was better than the other or anything like that. I went into it to be like in a, like part of a fresh start. Um, I went into both relationships with all my heart and all my willingness to learn and to help and to grow with these individuals. Uh, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Um, in the second scenario, the second situation, um, it was a little bit harder to get away. Mm. Oh, yeah. Very hard to get away because it was a very controlled environment. And I'm just going to give you one example of how controlling it was. Yes. Um, we were at a point where uh, he never trusted me. And I didn't realize that until like the first year. After the first year, I was like, okay, there's really a big problem with this individual. And at first I started praying. Then mm -hmm. I went on to like, okay, let's find some therapy for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he refused to take medications. He refused mm. to show me his diagnosis, like what he actually had. He didn't want me to know. Mm. But I started searching. I started doing a lot of researching on my own. And I figured out that there was something wrong. I didn't diagnose him because I'm not a professional. But I started uh, recognizing certain patterns. And when I knew that there was some things about him that cannot be fixed, um, that's when I realized, okay, this is not the environment I want my kids to grow up in. And I don't want to be here because mm -hmm. nothing is going to change. Right. And it was only getting worse. So I didn't give up on him. I never did. I was with him for two years. He had a baby and I tried to uh, stay because of the baby, the kids. You know, I wanted to make it work, even though he had a lot going on. 
I wanted to show him that I wanted to be that supportive uh, mate. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, he was still living in his world, living his life and doing his things. And the same thing happened where he would like, the weekend would come like this was in the latter stage right like right before i left he would pack his bags on friday and come back on sunday mm. well that's better than and, 90 days yeah man better than three months mm, better. No, i don't think it's better i think that that in a re, in a relationship it shouldn't come to that point where mm. you don't want to be significant other you know you you want to be at a point where where you can't get enough of each other And that's what do, I wanted for me, but it just didn't work out. Do you think it was because of the mental illness or the or I, I didn't I, I don't even want to say mental. Do you think it was because of the, his condition or situation that caused him to want to leave and then come back? Yeah, or? yeah. So so he would be under a lot of stress because he he chose to do a job that became so demanding and very stressful. So when I met him, he was an IT specialist and he, he used to work for a very good company. He had, um, he had the opportunity to do different jobs and go to different places, travel and stuff with the company. But he chose to become a sheriff. A sheriff? Mm -hmm. Because he wanted, he, I, I believe he wanted uh, a position of authority. He, he, he loved it. He loved being in control. Oh, he went from mm -hmm. IT to being a sheriff. Mm -hmm. that, I, that's a mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, that's not even a yeah. That's a complete one eighty. That's not even three six. That's yeah, one eighty. Yeah, opposite direction mm -hmm. altogether. Right. But that's also the his position at his job made him have so much authority and so much control that mm -hmm. he felt like he he would he would threaten me with that. Oh. He would use that against uh. me. Oh, like okay. he would say if I whatever I do here with you nobody's gonna believe you if That's if true. you call the police they won't believe you they'll believe huh. me and oh, like wow. that that those were that was part of his tactics you know to use against me but even like that uh i figured out a way to leave what was it was it hard to leave because you were yes afraid it was. Of being single no oh, no okay. it was hard to leave because i was in a very controlled environment He would put me under stress every single day of the week. Uh, I became so physically sick of the amount of stress that I was going through. And it was uh, a very uh, toxic environment. And and my mind was a mess. Uh, and seeing signs of it on my body and physically. And then on my children. My children had so much anxiety. Um, I just felt like this. it's not worth it. It's not worth mm -hmm. my life or my children's life. Why did and he not so, trust you? What was that? Was that his mental disease? Or? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, so for him, he had a lot of things going on during his childhood um, that all those, all that trauma led to him getting sick later on, and it was beyond repair. But it, it had nothing to do with me. It, it wasn't that he wasn't trusting me. He just generally didn't trust anyone. Oh, but okay. I was the okay. one in his home. So so you can imagine, like, I'm at home. I'm just doing my things, uh, being a wife. Um, I wasn't even able to go to work because mm. he did not trust me. He didn't like, trust you to, he, to be faithful or he thought you was like... No, it him? wasn't about... No, no, no. He knew I was going to be faithful to him. And I was. The whole entire time, I was very faithful. Uh, I actually uh, can. I'm. I'm. I guess I'm proud of myself mm -hmm. for saying yeah. this, but in all my relationships, I, I've always been very faithful. Oh, that's. I've good. never. That's yeah, I've never seen the need of of being unfaithful. I just don't see that as a way out of anything. Mm -hmm. uh, if anything, is it creates more problems. No, But anyway, yeah. Sounds like he was paranoid. I mean, just he, yes, really. Yes, okay. he was. Yes, But how did he, he become a sheriff if, if he had issues like that, though? Really? That's a whole other show, Ward. Come on. Uh, hey, yeah, you <laughs> yeah, know you're what? Right. Come That's on, man. true. <laughs> you're right. I'm, I'm tripping, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, 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 now you're not married now, correct? I am not. I have been single. And this has been the most amazing time of my life. Yeah, I'm, I can say that I'm truly happy. Not, I'm just happy. I'm just happy alive being able to do what I love being 
and my family, with friends, and being able to live life. That that's what makes me you happy now. Like yeah, yeah, and really and, and definitely, I have a peaceful environment. Once you experience, mm-hmm. once you experience toxic environments uh, and all those uh, things, and you come to a place where it's so peaceful, you don't want anything to disturb that peace no more. It's like nothing else matters. That's good. Nothing good else place. matters. That's good. Yes, I Would am. You- are you interested in getting married again? And if so, are you worried about patterns? Patterns. I I'm not worried about anything right now. I'm not okay. worried about anything because I learned so much from those experiences that at this point of my life, I'm 36 years old, and I have taken the time to heal completely from everything that happened to me. I have taken the time to learn about myself so much. And now I know exactly what it is that I need. And I'm not going only for what I want. I'm still getting what I want. But I'm, I'm going to go for what I need. And if, if someone comes to me, which I've had opportunity, um, a, lot, a lot of people have reached out to me and, and tried to get to know me. But if they don't have what I need, peace and happiness, then I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather right. stay by myself. <laughs> There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, what are you looking for in a guy? If you decide that you want to go, it, on? <laughs> what, what what will it take now for, for the guy? Well, it will definitely take time. It's gonna take time. They will have to be patient because I'm gonna take my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ward, we need to put a pu- quick pause, real quick. On behalf of the What's Up with the War show, we are not a dating website. However, <laughs> if you're an interested individual, feel free to let us know. We will try to make that connection. Right. We'll get your you. information. Now back to our show. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because dating, dating can be a challenge now, especially yes. with COVID going on. And you do want to get to know some. I think you can know someone after six months and you know if you want to marry them or not. Because most jobs give you a 90-day probationary period and people can retire from that job. So I think it's the same when it comes to dating. After six months... I call this in my book, the chapter six month front. When that's over, you pretty much know the person. It's just, do you know yourself well enough? And sound like you've taken those steps to to know yourself. So have you went through therapy or anything or was it, did you just do this on your own to, to heal yourself? Do you know what? I'm glad you asked me that. No, I did not go to therapy. And it's not that I don't believe in therapy. I really do. I believe that everyone should go to therapy if they need it. Now, unfortunately, I was not able to go to therapy after this relationship. I was left um, very um, torn. I was uh, emotionally drained from this experience uh, with that individual. Um, And I was broke. (laughs) So I was jobless, everything. So I did not have the opportunity to go to therapy. So um, first of all, I relied on God, most of it, like... I owe him everything and oh, yeah. he helped me. He helped me um, learn from that experience and and figure again individual as a mom, uh, as a as a as a daughter. Um, I had to help. But I can tell mm-hmm. you some people I need therapy and that's okay. Um, I need it. I need it. I need to work on my own. Right. Yeah. When process and it took a lot from me. It -hmm. took so much that I actually took a whole year to myself without communicating with anyone outside of my immediate family members. That's what I did in order to uh, get back to uh, what I think is normal and in mm-hmm. order to completely um, see who I was and accept the fact that I'm enough mm-hmm. uh, it took a lot of work but it is possible I believe that self-healing is possible now if if there's anyone that needs therapy you know that I, I would encourage them to to seek that, but unfortunately, we all know that we we don't always have access to this because it can be really expensive, and sometimes it requires mm-hmm. an individual to have insurance. That's, That's true. true. 
That's true. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. Um, based off your experiences, that, and we're glad you got through that, but based off your experiences, what advice would you give your daughter about uh, marriage or dating? I am constantly giving my daughter um, lessons and also teaching her to be confident as a woman, to appreciate herself for who she is, uh, to find uh, the beauty in herself, not only what she sees in the mirror, but what what's internal beauty. Um, we always talk about that. Of course, I do the same with my son because both uh, males and females should have the proper outlook on themselves. Like, who are you? What do you want? What do you need? And when somebody uh, is negative towards you, how do you react? And how do you uh, ground yourself again from being in a uh, bad situation? So I mm. teach my kids constantly about those things. I talk to them. Mm-hmm. I'm very open with them. That's very positive. That's good because when you train them when they're young, <clears throat> they'll grow up and they won't turn away from that. So I know also that many times people have an outlet that they do to relax or free their mind. Mine might be basketball. Trey might be just surfing the whole internet. Um, <laughs> what would you say yours is? There, do you do poetry or anything? Or, or what, what do you do? That's actually one of my outlets, uh, writing, writing poetry. Um, I write something that I have called uh, self-healing poems. And I I enjoy it. Uh, You know what? I wish I could, but when I tried to, (laughs) when I tried (laughs) to get to it, it's on my phone. Um, But yeah, but I, if there was another segment. You know what? We will do that. We definitely can do that. Another Absolutely. Segment. Yeah, Absolutely. because it's more stuff we need to get to on there. But we're unfortunately, we almost run out of time, which brings us to uh, mm-hmm. where that, that's uh, part of the show where we play getting to know you a little better. And we're going to ask you a few questions like, uh, would you rather this or that type situation? And you just tell us your thoughts, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I'll great. Go first. There is a wrong answer, just so you know. Be careful how you answer. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now. Oh, my goodness. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, <laughs> if you had to choose one of these two, would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Uh, I would rather lose the ability to speak. Mm, you like reading, huh? Okay. Okay. I like not, that. Not only that, not only that, if I lose the ability to speak, I can still read and write. That's I can write what, to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can still you can do sign language too. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's true. Go ahead, Trey. You got one? Yeah. Let's talk about uh, your your ideal setting. Do you Since you've been on the East Coast and the West Coast and you've been in the Carolinas, do you prefer the mountains or do you prefer the beaches? The beach. Okay. Yeah, why, would you, why, why do you prefer the beaches? I'll definitely take that. I think the beach uh, brings me so much peace and tranquility. Uh, it has, it, I don't know. The, the mountains can too, but there's something about the water <laughs> that is so relaxing. Yeah, nothing like relaxing with sharks. That's wonderful. Right. Oh yes. goodness, wonderful. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going in that deep. <laughs> right. See, yeah. that that deep. I get you. I get I'm not getting in there at all. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let me see what. I, okay, I got one for you. Would you rather have all your clothes fit perfectly, or have the most comfortable pillow or blankets or sheets ever made? I would rather have the most comfortable pillow because there's nothing like a good night's rest. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. You got another trail? You want me to go? Yeah. How about this one? Would you love to have? A perfectly cleaned house for you every day, Ooh. or someone to cook your meals, your favorite meal every day. Perfectly clean house, or cook your your favorite meal every day. I would rather have a perfectly clean house because I've noticed that when when I when I come to a clean home and uh, clutter free, clutter free, and everything, um, I I find that very peaceful. Oh yeah, and and motivating. So when I have that motivation, and then cook for myself. 
Uh, so you would you so you wouldn't go back and retouch as some some ladies do. Oh, that's not done right. Let me go fix right. this. So I'm, I'm just making sure for the record. I'll put it out there. Uh, I can't say that. I probably would. <laughs> You're not allowed to retouch anything. That's the rule. Sorry. Oh well. <laughs> that's okay. All right. All right. I got my last one. Would you rather travel the world for a year on a shoestring budget or stay in one country for one year but live in like five star hotels? I would rather travel the world. Yeah, on, on a, a budget. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that, that that'd be a tough one there too, because I want to see the mm-hmm. world too. There's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, have you ever been out of the country anywhere far? Uh, no, I have not. I haven't had the opportunity yet. Okay. All right. But you got your passport ready to go, right? Not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> well, don't worry. Too many people ain't going to know right now anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, friends, uh, we're at the time to show. We're going to recap and wrap. Uh, today, Miss Myra has helped us to learn about toxic relationships and owning our various selves. You see, we should never regret being good to the wrong person because no relationship is ever a waste of time. If the relationship did not bring you what you wanted from it, I'm sure it taught you what you didn't want. Your own behavior says everything about you and their behavior says enough about them too. Look at it like this. A relationship without trust is like a car without gas. You can stand it all you want, but it won't go anywhere. So try keeping these what's up with war relationship ingredients in mind when you're swiping left or right. Number one, love the right person without fear. Number two, trust without reliving the past of another relationship. Number three, be there without restrictions. Four, accept someone without wanting them to change. Five, of course, know yourself. And six, certainly rely on your creator for help and guidance in the direction. The late great William Shakespeare's quote is saying, love all, trust a few, and do wrong to none. On behalf of Trey and myself, this is what's up with board and again we thank our gracious host uh, our guest for being here with us and we look forward to talking to you guys again peace peace